I'm Kristen Belville. I'm Noah Belville. And you're listening to Being the Belville. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Being the Belvilles. Uh, this episode's going to be a little bit different since we're starting a new campaign with a new system. We're just going to talk about it a little bit this week. And then um, next episode you guys will get to hear us actually play it. So in the last episode of Monster Roulette that you guys heard, um, Scipio had kind of a surprise ending uh, where Kristen made him fall in a hole. Yes. And it felt like he was falling through some kind of portal, perhaps to another world. And that's exactly what was happening. Um, So he's going to emerge in the world that we're going to have this new story that Kristen's telling in. Yeah. So along with that shift from Monster Roulette one-offs to a campaign, we're also changing game systems. So up until now, we've been playing Dungeons and Dragons. And now we will be playing Wolves of God. Uh So in terms of the setting, it's pretty different from the Dungeons and Dragons universe that we've been using. So it's going to be interesting, like translating Noah's character into that. But the setting that the creator chose, his name is Kevin Crawford, I believe. And Mm -hmm. he's created a couple other games, too. So this is set in England in the Dark Ages. So shortly after the fall of Rome. And there's a lot of christian spiritual stuff going on so you have like monks and nuns and they live in these places called minsters and then you have these roman ruins that are like somewhat occupied throughout the countryside and it's interesting because this is a time period in which there are several different kings it's not just Mm -hmm. one king of england and they live in basically like halls so think like wooden buildings with thatched roofs not big stone palaces like you've seen in a lot of movies so like the stone buildings are actually the minsters which is where like the nuns the monks the abbots the abbesses where they live and they're these kind of non-combatant people who can do miracles and pray and interesting things like that so that's going to come into play um figuring out some of the cross universe stuff like getting noah's character introduced to this new setting and familiarizing him with it and he's definitely going to be on some sort of mission but it is related to what's happening in a reality that's basically our reality but many many moons ago so we're really excited about this game system um wolves of god because we were hoping for a setting that had more of a gritty real world feel to it, but a setting that also allowed us to very easily weave in uh, Christian themes. And this one seems perfect for that because it's Dark Ages England, like Kristen said. And uh, this is a time and place where Christianity is really in pretty open conflict with the residual paganism uh, that came in from the Roman Empire and was already being practiced by the locals, you know, different different forms of paganism. And it's all it's all just kind of butting heads with this new monotheistic way of thinking. And so we've I'm excited about the opportunities to kind of explore that dynamic and that conflict. Like Kristen said, this is shortly after the collapse of the Western Roman Empire. Um, Rome has been sacked by the Vandals, um, but that's hundreds of miles away. 
we are in Britain, uh, specifically England, and um, the Anglo-Saxons are relatively new on the scene. Um, they've only been there for a couple of generations, uh, but they've kind of taken over. In the fantasy of this game setting, some of the Romans basically retreated into these magical, like, otherworldly bunkers, basically, almost like a nuclear fallout shelter or something. Uh, as their empire was collapsing, they they were seeking some refuge, some safety. So they retreated in, into these magical bunkers, and now uh, they've been hiding in these sort of magical otherworldly realms uh, for a couple of generations, and they have been sort of twisted and corrupted by the magics that keep those worlds open. Um, so pretty excited about the idea of this like magical, twisted monster culture being like intertwined with Roman society and culture. Um, and I want, I'm, I'm anxious to see how Kristen plays that out. Yeah, so one of the things we've talked about is the arcs are a really interesting concept. And for the sake of the storyline, we might not call them that exact, or I might not call them that exact word. Um, just because it's, oh man, I don't know how much I want to spoil. But mm-hmm. we already know that there's interdimensional travel going on because Noah's going from the D&D world to the real life world. So Scipio is. Scipio, I'm yes. still going to be on the couch. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> if a portal opens up and takes you into the world of Dungeons and Dragons, one, I'm sure you'll be fine because mm-hmm. you're a level something fighter, probably. Uh, I don't uh, know what. Uh, some. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, then that would be a great movie because then mm-hmm. Judah grows up and he's like, I don't know where my dad went. And I'm like, well, let me tell you a story, son. Sounds like the Neutron movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy Tron, basically. Yeah. So then Judah and I go into the D&D world. And I say new, but it's like 12 years old at this point. Yeah. You know, you're getting old when like <laughs> when the reboots and the new versions of things are now old. Like there are teenagers who are younger than the movies that uh, you consider new. <laughs> it makes me think about like the whole Star Wars thing, how like as much time has passed between the original trilogy and the prequels as between <laughs> the prequels and that, which makes me feel so old because I think I was in high school when those came out. Yeah. But anyway, back to the storyline. So we might not call these arcs because it's less about people getting corrupted by like trying to protect themselves from the fall of Rome. It's more about this veil being pierced between the two dimensions between Dungeons and Dragons and the real world. It's still tied to the fall of Rome. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's a bit different. So we might or might not call them that, but that's what the concept that you'll hear in the episodes is based on. So it's not something that is unique to me and my storytelling. <laughs> We're still very much using the mechanics of the storytelling that Kevin Crawford came up with. And y'all, you should read the book that goes along with this, this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's written more like a narrative and someone describing this world from an experiential standpoint versus someone just describing the mechanics of a universe. So as a writer, I appreciate that it's a bit of a different approach to a game book. But yeah, it's really cool. So 
that's definitely something that's going to come into play is this idea of people being tainted by some sort of magic but like the storyline behind the magic is going to be more related to that veil between the two worlds being torn and i'm also excited about the christian element coming into play because you know noah and i are both christians so getting to exercise that in a direct way within the storytelling as opposed to like I don't know, it's maybe influencing how our characters act in Dungeons and Dragons, but we can't actually like ascribe that religion to them necessarily. Like for me, when I made Hava Paladin, it was partly because it's kind of this religious knight type class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that I feel like is something that I can play into from like my character's motivations and the way that she acts. But like, now the NPCs are going to be heavily influenced by Christianity, if not Christians. So that's mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's not impossible to be a Christian D&D player right. or a dungeon master. And the thing is, like, paladins and clerics are in the game. Uh, and it, it feels like they're trying to um, kind of recreate the spirit of religious people. But it's without the actual religion that makes the religious people the way that they are. So um, if you look a little deeper into it and and try to really get into the character, it can sometimes feel a little bit hollow. Uh, And if you try to bring in the actual religion, which we've kind of done a little and we'll probably do some more of uh, in the future, it's doable, but it often feels kind of awkward and kind of like tacked on you know yeah so what are you the most excited about the campaign oh um like anytime i play a role-playing game as a player uh i am really really excited about my character because i've done a lot of studying and i've set him up in a way that i think will be really interesting yeah and um i'm excited to see what I'll be able to do in the world that you create. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i excited about getting to stretch my storytelling muscles. So like even with the last episode when we had the earthquakes and there's this room with all these names on the wall and then like Noah and the giant like fell through the ground into the portal, like that was kind of fun to figure out like how can I combine mechanics and storytelling to craft a narrative that I'm not completely in control of. (laughs) Um, So I'm excited about that. I'm a little nervous about using a new system because I have not DM'd a lot with Dungeons and Dragons. Like you guys have heard most of it (laughs) Uh, through the monster roulette episodes. And even then you guys probably heard some mistakes or me not completely knowing how to do things. So I'm asking for grace in advance (laughs) for how my game mastering is going to go with Wolves of God and our campaign. But I'm excited. I mean, luckily, none of them probably know how to play Wolves of God already. So That's true. (laughs) Unless they go do a lot of homework. Yeah. They're not going to call you on stuff. Yeah, but that's a good point, too, because this is a system that's really new to us and probably new to a lot of y'all. Like, some of y'all might not have ever even played Dungeons & Dragons before you listened to us play previously. So we encourage y'all to check it out, too, because it seems really cool. We're really excited to play it. I like that it's set in 
a version of the real world. Yeah. Right? I mean, obviously, there's magic and stuff. So it's it's got some elements of fantasy, right? Right. But um, I really like that it's in a more real-feeling setting. I think partly because... And, and this is going to be something that I expect my character, Scipio, to struggle with a little bit, at least at first, is that he can't do everything that he used to be able to do. Yeah. Because, like, it just it just wasn't realistic. It wasn't reasonable, the, the abilities that he had, you know? Yeah. I mean, if somebody blasts you with a flamethrower, you shouldn't be able to magically... <laughs> Like, do a flip and not get hurt at all. Yeah. But Scipio could do that in Dungeons and Dragons um, because it's a very, like, heavy, it's a fantasy heavy setting. So it makes sense that people with those abilities will have them to, will have those abilities to, like, an outlandish degree. Yeah. But this is more, I think this is going to be more real feeling. So the characters will be more limited by what would be reasonable for them to do in real life. Yeah. And it's, I think that's going to be really fun because it's, it's not going to be something that we ignore with the storytelling. Like that's very much going to be part of it. Like there might even be some physical alterations to Scipio since he was an elf. Mm-hmm since he's going to be in the human world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. And I guess we could also reveal, I mean, it's kind of, it's not even a spoiler, because if you guys are listening to this, you saw the name of the episode. But the name of his campaign is The Saints Calling. And I don't think you've told me that yet. Oh, I didn't? No, I thought I'm, we talked I'm about it before. It nope, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so it's called The Saints Calling. Maybe um, I was really sleepy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Because we've been doing a lot of our reading and conversing about this, like, at night before bed. Like, the lights are low, Judah's asleep, we're both a little asleep, eating some ice cream, getting ready to watch something creepy on Amazon Prime. (laughs) But anyway, so it's called The Saints Calling. And as a lot of y'all know that are Christians, like, Christians as a whole are often called saints. Not just the people who go through the, I think it's called the beatification process within the Catholic Church. So that's a little bit of a hint about how Scipio wound up in this situation. And it might also be a nod to something else that happens within the story. So Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what story you tell. Me too. And I, I, of course, will help you tell the story. Yes. I'm going to need some help. <laughs> yeah. And it's... We also might have some guest stars show up within this campaign. We might have some friends join us as one-off characters that help along the journey, or maybe don't help. Who knows? I might Mm -hmm. throw somebody at you who is a bit of an antagonist or something. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Or you don't know. Would this be a good time to talk about just the basic mechanics of a role-playing game? I think so. Because I think some of our listeners have been a little lost as we've been playing D&D. Yes. Um, so basically in this type of game, anytime a character tries to do something that they may or may not succeed at, we roll dice. Um, a D20 is just a die with 20 sides. A D6 is like your classic Monopoly dice that has six sides. Uh, so you roll whatever dice the, the game tells you. 
And then your character, based on their abilities, generally has some bonus or even some minus, uh, if they're not good at this, to their success rating, to, to their likelihood of success at this endeavor. And you take the number you got from the dice roll and uh, add the bonus from your character's abilities, and that gives you an overall score. Um, so for example, if Scipio is trying to uh, walk a tightrope, right? And Kristen has decided that the difficulty of walking this tightrope is represented by a 15. That means Scipio is going to roll the die, right? And let's say he gets a 10. But then I look at his character sheet and I see, ooh, Scipio has uh, plus 5 when it comes to balance. And so my overall score would be 15, so I succeed. Whereas if I'd rolled a little lower, or if I'd had less of a bonus there, I wouldn't have succeeded. Yeah. And something else too, like it's not just physical stuff, it's also getting a gist for your surroundings, convincing people, like with Dungeons and Dragons, you have things like insight and persuasion Mm -hmm. and nature checks and things like that. And there's going to be some similar stuff in Wolves of God too. They might just not have the same names and even yeah. like what the bonuses are, are pretty different. Like mm-hmm. I think with Wolves of God, it ranges from a negative one to a two. Right? I think it's actually negative two to two. Okay. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's a much smaller range than Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is like negative 12 to positive 12. It's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, Wolves of God has much smaller numbers, which I feel like kind of represents the the grittier more realistic setting right that like there isn't as much difference between a weak guy and a strong guy in real life yeah as there might be between like an ogre and uh an elf, an elf in a fantasy setting yeah because yeah, both of our characters that you guys have heard us play were elves so we both have like negative ones for strength i think yeah <laughs> whereas something else like the stone giant probably had like a plus four i'm something something like that you know uh so yeah when you've basically got humans and humans that are maybe like slightly magically modified it's going to be a lot less of a range so so yeah that's going to be very interesting still the basic mechanic is anytime somebody tries to do something you roll a die or dice and then add their bonus and if it matches the difficulty they succeed if not they don't yeah, and characters have hit points, which is basically a number, and every time somebody gets hit successfully, they take damage, so you subtract away from those hit points. Hopefully, the battle's over before a player character gets down to zero. Like, there are but ways to address we'll that see. and save a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for non-player characters so basically any character that i am playing as the game master here or the dungeon master in dungeons and dragons also has hit points so like monster or some soldier that somebody's fighting has the same thing going on but we're we're not gonna like do death saving throws and stuff like that on npcs and monsters it's mm-hmm. that's mainly a character or a player mm-hmm. character thing We'll see. Um, if if Scipio gets down to zero hit points, which I think is likely enough, uh, this game system has some special mechanics for that. Yeah. And we will kind of 
explain those when when it comes up. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that's kind of exciting about this game, though, is that the difficulty of injuring someone is much higher. But the health points or hit points, whatever you want to call them, are much, much lower. Yeah. Um, whereas in a high fantasy setting like Dungeons and Dragons, um, somebody can get stabbed 20 times and then <laughs> they take a nap and gain all their hit points back and they're fine. But in this setting, like if you get stabbed a couple of times, you are most likely dead. But it's it's much more difficult to injure people because they're actively trying to not allow you to do that. Right. I kind of wish that postpartum recovery was like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Like, hey, your doctor just sliced you open and took your baby out. Just take yeah. a nap. <laughs> take an hour fine. nap. Roll some hit <laughs> dice. You're fine. But I guess that would be really difficult, though, in real life because... How many women, after having a baby, can sleep for four hours and get a short rest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let alone a long rest. So yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter for the moms. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else are we, <laughs> we going to talk about? I think that's pretty much it. Oh. Yeah, so we are very excited about jumping into the Saints Calling campaign starring Scipio. Mm-hmm. traveling across dimensions. Yeah. That's not going to be our new theme song, y'all. You can rest assured, you don't have to hear me sing that at the beginning of every episode. I don't think you were singing. I don't think we can call that singing. That's excited talking. That's true. It's like sing song, excited talking. But mm, still, that might be generous. <laughs> I'm not saying it sounded good. I'm just saying okay. there were notes involved. Yeah. A very like low amount of I notes. I mean, anytime you speak, there's generally notes. This is true. So the Saints Calling coming to you in two weeks because part of this also is we are reducing the frequency of our episodes Mm -hmm. and that's just to allow us more time to piece things together in between episodes since we're doing a campaign that's going to be a lot more planning, getting more familiar with the mechanics of a new system and just quite frankly life is cray cray y'all. Yeah. You know, so we need more time. (laughs) We also want to put a little more work into the editing process um, so that the audio quality that you guys get in the end is a little higher. Yes. Um, Because, like, I've been listening to our episodes and I like them. But that's one thing that I wish was a little sharper, you know? Yeah, just wish we had just a little bit more time to do the edits and make Mm -hmm. sure that things are as good as possible for y'all. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Tune in in two weeks, not one week, so two Mondays from now for the Saints Calling Session 1 with Scipio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whatever you do this week, pray big, love hard, and have fun. <laughs>